Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians Podcast, episode 230. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. Hey, guys. Philip Dassing. What up? Alexis Schlegel. Hello, everybody. And Dave Gregg. What's going on? Hey. Thanks for coming on tonight, guys. So, um, I think like I think number one on tonight's agenda would be where Philip Dassing spent his day at yesterday. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Uh, I went to the Ron Paul Institute's uh, Breaking Washington's Addiction to War conference, and uh, they had uh, David Stockman was a speaker there. They had, uh, of course, Brian Brian McAdams. Um, who else? Oh yeah, they had, uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor. He's like a Fox News contributor, and Rick Sanchez also. He's a former uh, Fox News contributor. He d- he works for RT, and uh, Lou Rockwell actually spoke, oh, nice. and uh, it was you know capped off by Ron Paul speaking, and uh, it was pretty fucking cool. It was in Dulles, Virginia, so it was like right by the airport. Uh, how far was that a drive for you from Baltimore? Um. There was an accident that closed down 95, so it would have taken me about like 55 minutes, but it ended up taking me like an hour and like 15 hour 20. Now, you, you saw Michael Heiss there, and yeah. you saw oh, Cal dude, Maloney so, from Liberate RVA. Yeah, my, uh, Michael Heiss was there, and um, I, dude, yeah, Cal Maloney, tons of people. Like uh, I, I ended up sitting at a table with, um, his name was uh, Radowski uh, the, uh, Luke, from WeRT. Yeah, did, did you break any chairs? No, 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 <laughs> no chairs were broken, but um, it was awesome. Like it was so cool. Like it was just chill. You just walked on in. The place was packed, and probably like well over two hundred people, I would say. But it was cool. Ron Paul wasn't sitting at like a separate table. He was sitting like amongst the crowd in the middle, of just one random table near all these young young people. And like, there's some pretty funny pictures of Mike Heiss sitting behind him, like giving his thumbs up, like while Ron's just like listening to yeah. some of the speeches. Did you get to meet him? Man? Yeah, I got actually got to get a picture taken with him oh, and meet nice, him. Dude. It was pretty awesome. It was yeah. first time, in eleven years, I've been following the man, and I've never got a chance to go to any event or any rally or anything like that. Did you wear your Bernie shirt? No, I did not wear my Bernie oh, okay. shirt. So do you have a opportunity to have a conversation? Or no, no, no. I'm mean, like pretty photo op. But it was it move was along. Yeah, it was fucking chill. Like this dude, he's 84 years old. He's walking around. He's like literally just taking pictures of people. People would walk up to him. And he's like, oh yeah, cool. Take walking down the hall to the bathroom. People yeah. stop and take a picture, and he would do it. And it was it was cool just seeing him just walk around the event. Yeah, it's so. Um, yeah, yeah. He's just he's just so down to earth. Every event that I went to where Ron Paul spoke or was you know. Uh, like a main speaker he's always been like just hey what's up i'm here like very accessible and uh the first time i met well the first time i met him he was signing his book uh, and the fed that was great wow yeah but i didn't even think like oh maybe i should try to get a picture because he was just like so friendly like willing to take the time to just meet and talk with everybody he meets like he's just so down to earth so phil did you ever get a hold of so-and-so to see if we could talk about you know what um Uh it's a we got it's a go it's a go to talk about we got some insider info about um so (laughs) <laughs> cool. he, Mike just said uh, he just sent me a message that says you do you boo <laughs> uh, alright so pretty we, much, we love you Michael Heiss yeah you, dude you're awesome <laughs> um, so well one of the things Mike kept doing was going up to him uh, Jacob Hornberger was also there too he was in the crowd oh man yeah so, so let, let me say first off so if people don't know now Michael Heiss he's the founder of the Libertarian Party's Mises Caucus or Mises Caucus right Phil 
Yes. Mises Caucus. Mises Caucus. And uh, <laughs> so Ron Paul has even referred to the Mises Caucus as the, quote, libertarian wing of the Libertarian Party. Right. So, you know, and I think it, it's in our opinion here on the podcast, for the most part, um, that the Mises Caucus is probably like the coolest thing in the Libertarian Party right now. So, you know, we're pretty psyched about that. And uh, Michael Heiss has been able to get Ron Paul involved in some like LP stuff. But um, Nick Sarwark just keeps doing stupid things like calling Ron Paul like a Russian informant or something. Or didn't he call him a Russian? Yeah, he said that his, his 2008 campaign was funded by the Russians. He, he retweeted an article where they talked about that. <laughs> yeah, so, it, and, and, uh, yeah. so like Michael Heiss is trying to get you know, Ron Paul to come to the LPNC, yep. right? It, yeah, and it's then, in Austin next year in uh, 2020. Yeah, yeah, but you know, Ron Paul is, is uh, like really like he's angry or hurt or both about you know Sarwark's comments you know I mean it's for him yeah. to be to get disrespected like that it's pretty fucked up so pretty much the gist of it was is Mike kept going up to him and talking to him and he kind of reintroduced himself to Ron Paul and was like hey look remember you call I'm the you know founder of the Mises caucus and you remember you called us the libertarian wing of the libertarian party he started and he said Ron Paul like kind of chuckled and said oh yeah I remember that I was everything going are you guys still he was like are you guys still in it like are you still in the and he's like yeah we're actually we're a hybrid pack now like we're one of the biggest groups and we get donors a monthly donations that are more than what some of these lo- state chapters get and he like ron was like really like whoa wow like that's all that's great and so he, his big thing is he want mike wants ron paul to speak at the 2020 convention in austin it's two hours away from where he lives in fort jackson or, or yeah. i think in yeah lake jackson lake like jackson Galveston. there you go lake jackson Gal- yeah, yeah yeah it's close so, so he's there's very close but and, you know in ron paul's age you know he's dude he's still killing it man like he's still yeah. up there and he, he spoke was, right yeah, he spoke in his speeches. Like, I, I mean, of course, I remember the speeches I see online from like 2008, and he speaks and he's like, really riveting and gets the crowd all worked up. He was still like that. It was still, nice, he was still nice. funny and charismatic, and it was great. And um, so, but Mike was t- talking to him like, "Hey, man, maybe you should you should come to the convention. You're a lifetime member." But apparently, he expressed to Michael Heist that kind of, for lack of better word, it was. This is kind of third-hand information right now, but Ron Paul pretty much said like this was like when Nick accused him of being a Russian agent or whatever, kind of a uh, was like kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for yeah. Ron Paul, and he's kind of really pissed off. Well, you know, it's uh, I, I'm like uh, upset at Nick's artwork, of course, for dissing on Ron Paul. Um, yeah, that's like totally fucked up. And I would imagine, I would imagine, you know, this is a, a very generous estimate. I mean, this is like a, this is an underestimate, but I would imagine um, at least, at least 75% of the people that will be at the LPNC um, are probably huge fans of Ron Paul and would love him to see him there. You know, at oh, least yeah. 75%. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a conservative estimate. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it's really it's really fucked up for for Starbuck to say what he said, but at the same time, I, I kind of feel like Ron Paul needs to tell him that you know, okay, fine, Starbuck's a dick. You know, guess what? We have to deal with him, but you know, we're trying to make a change uh, through the Libertarian Party. Just come out and uh, you know, because he would definitely be an, an asset to like you know pump people up and, and get them into it. And yeah, then, uh, you know, if, if Justin Amash ends up throwing his hat in the ring, you're talking about a guy who got into politics just because he was inspired by Ron Paul, from what I understand. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we could do some uh, some great things, you know, but uh, we could really use Ron Paul's help. Yeah, I I think that's what Michael Heiss realizes that. I mean, it's good for him. It's good for the caucus. It's good for the party. I mean, you know, you got this 
cabal of these beltway libertarians that I, I w- you know, were talking about. I always say like they think they're the cool kids at the table. The Cato's. Yeah, the- they they think like they think they're the cool kids at the table, but like they're not even in the same cafeteria as <laughs> like the real people, the movers and shakers in Washington. So it's like like, like what do they? Th- I hate how they they bitch and moan about it being excluded from the debates and the real conversation on the political landscape in the country, but here they are, you know, excluding a huge faction of people that they could you know have as assets you know people that would be in the party like trying to advocate for liberty yeah i mean imagine if the lp actually put forth a viable candidate in 2020 and you know ron paul was helping this you know imagine what we what we could do so mcafee isn't a viable candidate is what you're saying uh (laughs) so what no i'm gonna say no (laughs) no i mean i you know I, i like john mcafee like i find him very entertaining but you know, I I, I kind of doubt his sincerity and sanity. Yes, definitely. You so know? a viable I mean, candidate would be great if the LP would put forth a candidate that would you know maybe be quote unquote electable. Well, you know, somebody somebody needs the, to come forth. You know, I think uh, personally, you know, I think Arvin Vore is pretty awesome, but I, I do feel like you know he picks poor hills to die on so a lot oftentimes. I bet Jeffrey and, Epstein thought Arvin Vore was pretty awesome too. <laughs> <laughs> that was wow. good, dude. That was good. <laughs> okay, so wow. no, I mean, I, I'll be the first to say, like, you know, I love Arvin Vore, and if you talk to him long enough, it's like. You know, I mean, you'll probably love him too. But it's, uh, yeah, he does. He just picks. You know, he doesn't Pick have the, your battles. He doesn't have the best tact. I think Arvin knows that. And you know, I really, I like Arvin so much that I'm hoping that he's able to like work through that, and you know, realize his, uh, you know, his his errors, errors, um, and then uh, hopefully work them out. Because I, I think he's he's an awesome asset for Liberty, and I think he could only be greater. But uh, yeah. It's uh, you know I, I like Arvin. Okay, man. So what yeah. else? Uh, so oh yeah. So give, that, us, that give was, us some more deets, Phil. Yeah, it was awesome. Like a lot of so I got there and I I pretty much just walk right in and it, I don't know if anyone's ever been to the Dulles Airport, the the big grand hall where they were having this. In, it was it was like maybe maybe like ten open doors, very narrow, but it was like very like wide and. So all these tables were set up, but people could just like walk past, like anyone from the hotel. You see, like all these girls, like they're like in volley- volleyball gear, and they're just walking by, like what the fuck is they talking oh, about wow, in there? Wow. And it was so it's pretty. And uh, C-SPAN was recording the whole thing, so I think okay. it's going to come out sometime in the next week or so, maybe. Um, when is it going to air? Like they they said at a later date. That's all they could tell us is at a later date. C-SPAN. And I'd binge some C-SPAN. I don't know about you guys, but um, high school volleyball or college. <laughs> I didn't stop to ask, man. I just saw like a lot of people walking by. It's key, key. Uh, but yeah. it's just so funny. Like you just these random Give people the are just walking past the entire time, just like what the fuck? What's like, going on in there? Yeah, and it's so cool. Like, can you imagine like the first time you ever hear about Ron Paul? Is like, yeah, I was just staying in Dulles, Virginia, this, at this hotel, and there was just some huge conference going on. Right. That's that's your come to Jesus moment. Like your 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 <laughs> gateway there, to liberty. Were there volleyball players in the the liberty meeting? No, no, no. A lot oh, of bummer. Band. They could have converted you know, <laughs> right there and then. But it was cool though. Like uh, Kyle showed up, so Kyle oh, came nice. with me, and so I I was like I got there because of the accident on ninety five. I got there literally as soon as I opened the door. Dan McAdams takes the stage and he starts talking about it's like welcome to the you know it's twenty nineteen conference whatever. What's the name of the conference again? It was oh, called D- up. Daniel McAdams, the guy that stole Pee Wee Herman's bicycle. <laughs> 
I, I'm just saying, Daniel McAdams. He's, he's he kind of cool. looks like he's him, cool as really? shit. Yeah. He's cool as shit, man. He, he's like he's Ron Paul's right hand man. Yeah, dude, it's, he's awesome. But he just reminds me of the guy that kind of does. On his I, bicycle. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is he the guy that's always on the Liberty Report? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ron Paul Liberty Report. Uh-huh. He's, yeah, he co-hosts. He he runs the Ron Paul Francis you know, Institute. So wait, what was the name of the what was the name? So it's it's pretty long. It's Ron Paul Institute. Uh, for peace and posterity presents breaking Washington's addiction to war. Oh, like, okay, so that yeah, was yeah. the that was the name of the. See, I thought that was the name of the march too, or no? Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that what were they calling the march that got canceled? I, oh, oh, I don't, I don't, know. I forget, I forget what that. Uh, was oh, see, I got them confused. I thought they were the same thing. No, 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 no. So. Um, but anyway, back. Uh, so so Kyle shows up, and I'm so I get in there, and there's one table left all the way in the back of the room. So I so I go to it, I sit, in, and I'm the only one there. So, but eventually, like other people filed in, Kyle filed in, and so me and Kyle are sitting there, just just listening to a few speeches. But by the time after the first break, because this was like an all day thing, this went from like the morning to like three thirty in the afternoon, and there was a lunch. There what, was what they serve for lunch. Uh, I'll get to what that. On, I'll get oh, to okay. that. Hold on. Get to that. Because right. I, I bet you will. Yeah. I, oh, I did. <laughs> so that was a fat joke. Yeah, we know. <laughs> um. So, <sighs> shit. <laughs> Damn it. Distracted. The, the speakers. The speakers. Yeah. So the speakers. The speakers. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So. Eventually, the tables just start filing in with people, and they're just random. I mean, it's like, dude, it's such a diverse group, and a lot of people that were there, I'm like, okay, I've seen you're my friend on Facebook, but I don't really know you. Uh, but and there's a lot of people like suggested friends that I see uh, that like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I know you. Like putting somewhere. a face to Facebook, right, community. right, and it was cool. And then eventually, our table kind of filled up by the time they had our first uh, coffee break, and. We, I sit back down, and there's just these people just sitting there. I, I had no clue who these people were, but they all uh, a few. A few people, like, everyone had a name tag, but under, like, certain people had gold ribbons underneath them and said gold supporter or something like Top that. Top fans. Pretty much. Okay. So, Do they have the diamond? Well, <laughs> so, come, so this is a funny story that happened. So, we're sitting there at the table, and the food starts to get brought out. And, like, slowly, they, they brought out, like, the salad dressing first. They brought out, like, the butter first. And I don't know how it happened. I wish Kyle was here because I could barely hear because I'm partially deaf as it is. So Kyle was sitting next to me. And Kyle, I guess he said something about mentioned something about the butter. And I was like, yeah, for the rolls. And as I say that, like the waitress comes up and puts rolls on the table for everyone. And this guy turns to me sitting in front of me. And he kind of because he's facing the stage. So he kind of turns back. And he, he was goes, like, you're good. He was like, that's exactly. He was like, he said something along the lines of like, yeah, I don't think you need those rolls. And I was and he was like, oh, sorry, wow, laughing. man. And I was like. Okay, that was kind of a dickhead thing. He's like, ah, man. He's like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just, I just say it. He's like, he's like, I own a few fitness centers. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what? So, well, well, like, dude, yeah. it's, it's almost like I possessed his body and started making jokes. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said I turned immediately turned to Kyle and I said, Kyle. Kyle was like, started laughing. I'm like, dude, I what is this? I was like, what is this? Sunday night in uh, Anarchy Basement? <laughs> like, dude, like, what I, the fuck? This is the last place I expected. I would have just fat. looked at the guy dead in the eyes, not said anything, and stuffed as many of the <laughs> rolls in my mouth as I could. But he, <laughs> but the rolls were in front of him, man. So I couldn't even reach yeah, him. Fuck him. Oh, he man. doesn't get rolls. So they, so they. Okay. Brought, okay. Dude, I just want to point out that I obviously like you, or I wouldn't let you on my podcast every week. <laughs> well, thank you. If, if I didn't like you, I wouldn't invite you on here all the time. Well, thank you. So, yeah. 
But uh, I'm, so I'm still going to I'm still, still going to keep making jokes. So uh, this one, not so in that way, Jared. Settle down. Settle whoa, down. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, I thought you would call me down this episode, dude. Uh, <laughs> you can't resist. Uh-oh, can't uh-oh, you? Uh-oh, looks like Jared's got a me Jew. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the guy he's pretty calling you fat and starts laughing, but he like he rolls it off, and eventually they bring out all the food, and so everyone starts introducing themselves. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Man. Like while so, everybody, yeah. Eating, so we're like eating our salads, and every, yeah, yeah. like everyone just just eating stuff. And he, so he's like, "So what do you do, Phil?" And I'm so I tell him what I do, and it's just nothing. And they ask Kyle, been like, "What eat. do you do?" And and then that's when everyone started breaking into, "What do they do?" Well, this guy was sitting next to us. Uh, his I, I ended up found out it was Luke Radowski. And people were coming up to him left and right, asking for his auto, like not auto, but like asking, like talk to him about stuff, take pictures yeah. with him throughout the whole time because he was like the third person to sit at our table. And he just rolls up, he's just eating a sandwich, and I'm like, who is this guy? Like I had no, I, he looked so familiar, but I couldn't, I just couldn't put it. And nor could Kyle, and we're just like. Dude, everyone's coming up to him. And then finally, he introduced himself. And so we were telling him about the podcast and everything. And every single time we tell him about who, like, I told him, like, we had Vit Jedlika. And he was like, oh, yeah, I got arrested with him at, at, at Bilderberg. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, he was just, he's like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm always in Somalia. I'm here and there. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> like, okay, all right, man, I feel nothing. Well, so the dude who ended up calling me fat, apparently that was the chairman and founder of Curves Gym. What? His, Get the uh, fuck out! Yes, yes. What? Gary uh, Heaven, Heaven is his name, and he's actually been on Ron Paul's podcast before. Get the fuck out! Yeah, man. and so he's telling me, dude, he, he probably could, he probably could have got a membership. Man. I was like owning a few, yeah, so for women only, Alex. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, you could break that barrier. Yeah, I, yeah. I, what I if you just say, identify? Yeah. I just want to say, Gary, you need to calm the fuck down, okay? <laughs> Just calm the fuck down. So I could, it was, but he was like so super nice after that. Like he was really like, like engaging and like he was really cool. And um, a lot Gary of cons- was, yeah, what, yeah, the guy that called you fat. Yeah, what was his name again? Hold on, what did I say? His name? Yeah, Gary. Yeah, Gary. He was uh, okay. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. You know, you already put a bad taste in my mouth mm. about him. Mm. No, I'm serious. Like fuck him. Yeah, who like, says that? That my wife. Dude, dude what do you like? Fuck me too, because I mean, I make fun of Phil more than anybody. I know. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, but, but that's you're different. a friend. You, he, this guy sits down. The first Phil's thing like, he yeah, yeah, are yeah. coming. I'm like, and this Jesus guy's Christ. like, you're fat. <laughs> so many words. <laughs> like that's fucked. He doesn't even know Phil. Did Thank he you. Introduce himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did afterwards. He introduced himself. Person. I don't know. I mean, he's treating Phil like he's fucking stupid. I don't like, know, Phil but Phil knows yes, that I, he's big. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, wrong with it. You that was my first well, meeting. I was just like, right? okay, you fucking wear it well. There's no <laughs> reason. <laughs> like, well, thank you. It's good to have someone defending me here. I'm not used to this. I'm sorry. It fucking pisses me off. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay. Yes. Is that rude? But I mean, some people like to joke around. I can. I can kind of relate to that. I'm never going to curse. Okay, <laughs> you can take that to the bank. <laughs> Fuck that. I think we have a podcast title. Yeah. Fuck curves. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what curves I want? Bills. Yeah. That's Ooh, it. Right. Anytime, man. Anytime. But so. Uh, no, this is going to be called Phil's curve. <laughs> So, but like he's like net worth, like so he's a, clearly a millionaire. He's just like sitting there, and then there's others. Mm-hmm. So, so everyone starts mm-hmm. introducing themselves. This guy, he's like, yeah, I'm a district judge of from Louisiana, 
And he's like, yeah, see the guy, because this one guy, he kept, he was sitting right next to me, but he'd get up, make a phone call, come back. He would just constantly back and forth. He, yeah, he's just, yeah, he was doing something. He was like a little, maybe like maybe around your age, Matt. Uh, he just wasn't, I mean, he just down to earth guy. He had cowboy 45. boots on. But apparently he was one of the delegates. Oh. He was one of the delegates uh, from Louisiana who were trying to nominate Ron Paul during the 2012 convention it, and got arrested Jared, why for trying you, to enter the- Why do you keep the, reminding nice. me that I'm old enough to be your dad? Dude, that's what uh, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. It's funny. You saw, like, <laughs> so that was like your first event, or not first event, but like first time going to like a Liberty event. No, Phil, Ron Paul event. Yeah, or a Ron Paul event. Yeah, yeah. Like you could just he has that ability to bring like people from all like walks of life yeah. of the like Liberty spectrum that the Libertarian Party like sort like they need like an injection of like. Of that, you know, and they don't want but, that, yeah, they, but they don't want that. They, they want, want like, like beta cucks like Sarwark yeah. and SJWs just to like completely bastardize what it is to be a libertarian or, or just like right. because, like, God forbid, we actually, like, I don't know, maybe get more than three percent in an election and you know, like, yay, like participation trophy, like libertarianism, like, like, no, maybe, like, maybe, maybe we should win some elections, maybe we should front some candidates that can make some noise and actually, like like be a champion of this like message you know it's like fucking frustrating and then you go to an event and you be like a ron paul event and you see like all these walks of life like you know what i mean and that's and it, what like, it was it that's reinstill really was. it reinstills like 2008 2012 like you, you know it, it, it gives you hope it gives you like inspiration like fuck yeah like you know but fucking libertarian party like as it is right now with like fucking cucks like sarwark yeah, yeah, and, like, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll straight say, and I'll say it. I'll say <laughs> yeah. it to him. Like these guys, him, it's like a cult of Sarwark. It, it yeah, is, because there's guys that, are that they they do nothing but tag each other and speak each other, and it's like a group of like three or four people, and it's always it's always Andy Craig or it's um uh, Adam Bates and even even um uh, Mike Shipley. And they're all in this yeah, cult together, just, and it's weird. It's weird, and they just and like as much as they say that about us for liking Mises, and they're like, oh, you guys are a bunch of just Rothbardian cultists, yeah, like but not necessarily, but like, not dude, yeah, not yeah, man. Yeah. Like it's 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 so it's just it was so stupid, like the way these people kind of got to this point of like they're in this influence of the Libertarian Party. Yeah, and, the people I've met, but and like, like I felt so much more enthusiastic there, yeah, just because it was a group of people. Like I've never been in a room with that many Libertarians before. That's awesome, man. Or like mine, and dude, the whole table. We were talking nothing but conspiracy theories flying left and right. <laughs> and I was like, smell like in there, dude. <laughs> wow, you smell great. Like, oh, don't good. you realize how many people? How many people want to like? Don't you realize like how many people want to fight that image? And you're just like. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a Larkin Rose guy. He was across from us, and he was asking me, he's like, so what about this whole... The, like, Wait, the Larkin guy, Rose was there? No, he was like a fan of Larkin oh, Rose, wow. and he was like a big, like, and I don't know, he was he was worth something. And so, oh, so the guy I was, I was telling you about, the guy in the cowboy boots is sitting next to me, he, he and the judge flew up with Ron Paul on his plane. That's what he told me. He's like, yeah, we just, we flew the up. Ju- like the judge nap? The judge who the district judge oh, from oh, oh. from Louisiana. There's only one the judge. Yeah, the yeah. judge. Sorry, is sorry, judge sorry, man. <laughs> so, so I was the judge I was referring to. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, and it's just like, oh my god, like I felt I've never uh, here here. I'm open. I'm leaving myself open for a joke here, but I never felt so small sitting <laughs> at this table. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the opening. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So it was, dude. They were just so like this one guy was like, I know. Uh, uh, the Gary was saying, "Is like I know Seth, uh, Seth Rich was murdered by uh, the Clintons," <laughs> and he said because the guy who's who like he, he saw, I don't know he was uh, someone who was like uh, I'm trying like you know guys know the show Ray Donovan. 
Yeah. Well, okay. Well, you know how he cleaned up everyone's mess in Hollywood. Yeah. Well, I that's like what. That. So the the rich family hired the guy who's like that for the Democrats. He's like the Democrats cleanup guy. Hmm. And everyone's like, well, why would they do that? Like, if they if they came out and accused the Democrats of being a part of his murder or whatever. But apparently, so what he said was. The Oswag Gary's thing. He's like, I found out his brother, Seth Rich's brother, was in on it, and they threatened him and said, "You drop it, and we'll we'll take care of you, and we won't come after your brother." He was a part of this, giving the emails away, the DNC. I don't know. It was it was crazy. I was like, dude, this is. I'm like, and uh, and uh, Kyle even said he's like, I wish Alex was here. He'd be. This would be so awesome. He'd be like, get the docs. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I was, it was it was fun. It was just fun, like back and forth. And like I said, I, Gary, that was like the shittiest like way to talk like, of Epstein. A few things that I've seen too, like during the, there's the lunch hour, but just back and forth because like Luke's got Luke's going on about all of his places he's been, and and uh, I think he runs what WeAreChanged.org. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was cool, man. And uh, so after everything was over, we met. Like I got a chance to meet Ron Paul. Like he had, they had this the line like started right where our table was, so we were able to be like one of the first people in line and get a picture with them. Um, yeah, so it was me and Kyle. They didn't post the docs, man. Yeah, I, 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 they have it. They're gonna post it like on a on a page once they get. Oh, it was a professional guy because they wouldn't let anybody take a personal photograph with gotcha. them. They were like, no, no, we'll we got you. We'll send you the link, but let, we got to keep this line moving because everyone here wants a picture with them. We yeah, keep yeah, it keep it moving, keep. It and moving. Uh, so afterwards. You know, I met Lou Rockwell. Lou Rock was just sitting there. He was not doing good. Like he's really, yeah. he was like stuttering in his speech. He had to get like he's like What's in a wrong week, with like him? I don't know. He's like in uh, like a he's got um what is that like the Walker. He's and did Gary call him lazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you, what's going on, Polio boy? Yeah. <laughs> He probably would. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Lou, <laughs> Lou had a good speech. It was a really good speech. It was about Rothbard and war, and he was just going back and forth about Rothbard. But he was like stumbling over his words a bit. And mm. He looked really old. But then Ron Paul just comes walking right on stage, and he's all eighty. He's he's like well, like six years older than Lou, and he's all up there, and he's talking, telling stories, making cracking dude, up the dude, crowd. That dude's a he, Ron Paul's a machine, man. When he was like running in twenty twelve, he would like bike like twenty miles a day. Right, yeah, he was fucking insane. I got a question about Ron Paul, yeah. but I don't want to derail. Don't, yeah, go for it, man. How do you guys? You guys are all Ron Paul fans, supporters. How do you guys feel about uh, Borat? <laughs> Whoa. Wasn't he in Borat? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Like, that was no, 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 that was, uh, that was the. Um, it wasn't the Borat character. It was the the uh, flamboyant uh, uh, Bruno. 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 Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. It was Borat. No. It was Bruno. No, no, it, was it, was Bruno. Bruno. it was gay. He was coming on to Ron Paul. Yeah. No, because didn't he go to his house and have a nice dinner and then bring a prostitute? No. 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 no, no, no. no that was like a South Carolina oh, senator yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Um, yeah. Are that you was sure like, that's not Ron Paul? No. No. Ron Paul. It was just like a very brief meeting, and I think Ron Paul just like walked out yeah in Bru- it was in bruno though but yeah i was kind of like what the fuck like of all the of all the like congress critters you could have trolled you know what i mean yeah. like what the fuck all right well no, i didn't even know who ron paul was when i saw that movie um no sure i did that that's not he didn't go to his house and have like a nice dinner what was it what year was that no i i, was I that recall it being like a set up like yeah. tv interview type actually thing. yeah it was in a hotel room yeah but that was bruno it wasn't borat yeah Trust us. We, we, yeah, dude. Okay. Know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yield. There's. <laughs> I yield. <laughs> I yield the floor. Like, All right. Glad I, I mean, spoke then. 
uh, I don't know. Privilege. I mean, it, it's really the, the whole thing is kind of uh, the whole thing is kind of dicky, and I, I kind of feel like if it happened today, it would be like a me too. You know what I mean? Because people don't really have as much of a sense of humor for that. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe maybe leftists like it just because it, it was uh, a guy who was Republican. But uh, right, know. if the, if the tables were turned, that would have been like a me too for sure. Totally. Yeah. yeah. What are you calling? He's like that guy's queerer than sin or something. Yeah, he said yeah. As he walked out of the room. <laughs> Wait, that's what Ron Paul. <laughs> yeah, he said. Yeah, as yeah. he left the room because he just got as soon as he realized that like he was like felt like he was getting hit on he just got up and walked away and, and he was like fighting it back and as he, he's walking out the door he goes he says something to a cameraman like he's like that that guy's queerer than sin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that I, it's been a long time since I've seen Bruno yeah. but I think I want to say I, I knew who he was at the time but I definitely didn't follow him because this might have been what 2006 7 yeah because the show like yeah. that, that character was like because he only did it on the HBO, like Borat was like yeah. the character that made it big, and then like well they had a, oh like a year later I'm yeah. gonna do the Bruno movie yeah yeah not many Which people were like nah, nah it's not a good nah. ca- it's not a, it's like Borat was like the best character based yeah. on like <laughs> the time and place we're in you know yeah. like fuck it like is Bur- Borat the one where they like make out in a wrestling ring at the end. Um, Bruno, yeah, that was Bruno. <laughs> Bruno, yeah. Well, okay. he sang the national anthem at a fucking rodeo. That was, uh, like, Borat. Di- that was yeah, Borat, but yeah. like in the deep south, like a couple years after. Well, no, 9/11. he didn't sing like, the, nat- the timing is everything. He sang the Kazakhstan the Kaz- the Kaz- to to the tune of yeah, the, and, and like <laughs> at this like fucking rodeo, fucking, <laughs> in, like, like the, the deep south, in, like fucking deep south Virginia, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like. It's like the movie, like it was a character, but it also was like the timing of that movie was perfect. Yeah. Where like Bruno was just like, eh, it wasn't that great of a character. And eh, eh, that whole shtick, your whole like shock value is just kind of like, eh. Yeah. We're yeah, like, you know, I was actually a huge fan of Ali G. Ali G, yeah, but I don't think it was nearly as popular. Shaka, what does he say? What was this thing? I can't do it. Boom Shakalaka. See, I didn't. Yeah. See, I never like. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I, I can't remember. What I it never. Boyaka Shah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I never. And then he would do like the the thing where he would like flip his hand like he yes, was like packing his <laughs> <Yeah>. skull. <laughs> see, I never like liked Ali G that much, but then when I was over in England, I could like appreciate the humor. Yeah, I guess actually seeing it, like, oh yeah. I guess yeah, actually, like, true. living amongst that for, like, two years and seeing, like, oh, man, like, where you're amongst, like, British and they're like, oh, yeah, like, fucking pikies, like, you know, making fun of, like, basically, like, they call them chavs. They call them, like, chavs, like, the fucking, like, basically a British version of, like, a wigger, you know, like, oh, and it was just, like, what the fuck? And, like, living over there for two years was like, okay, now I can appreciate this character more. Like, that's the thing, like... That was like, yeah, Ali G was funny, but like Borat was like the perfect character and timing, like was of that right after 9-11, like the whole. It was like, hilarious. Yeah. I'm still all about Ali G. Like, um, yeah. remember, did you see when he interviewed uh, Ralph Nader? And <laughs> no. he was explaining to Ralph Nader that he helped save, save the environment by fucking with his like uh, his BGE meter, you know, his electrical meter, because, <laughs> because you know, th- then he saves money every month. And Ralph Nader's like, well, if you're still using as much or more energy, you're not saving any money. And then uh, he was actually going with like Newt Gingrich. And he asked, he asked Newt Gingrich, he was like, uh, don't you think people who have been on welfare for a long time should make more because it shows their like dedication? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, yeah man. Or, or the uh, the G would uh, he was pitching to uh, when he was pitching to Trump the mittens for ice holding an ice cream cone so you don't like get the drips of the ice cream on your like fingers and like like he's like I got an idea and he's pitching it to Trump it's like what the fuck and then like wait what 50- year was this in? 
It was like it was on the HBO show, so oh, it wow. had to be like two thousand early two thousands. Yeah, and he's li- like you could pull up the YouTube video, but he's I, I will he later. interviewed he interviewed Trump, and he and he's like I got an idea. He's like <laughs> he's like what's the worst thing about eating ice cream cones? He's like it get, it drips and you get it all over your hands, and he's just like mittens wearing mittens and he's like yeah fucking pitching to trump and then like do these people was this who like, do you think like 15 years later this motherfucker's run it like yeah. all, the, the world we live in you know like, was ali g supposed to, like did the people know who ali g was when they got interviewed or was it like borat where he was just like yeah it was like borat where he was like put like he was you know, pretending it, to be like some british celebrity or kind of yeah, like uh, exactly like, yeah like just trolling okay so that that was but i think it's underrated too like yeah i'd agree like ali g and borat were like bruno was like eh, it's not whatever like yeah, flamboyant gay guy eh, whatever you don't like them i don't like the no I, I mean <laughs> yeah. I, personally personally i like the i like that shtick but i don't think that he did it as well as he did ali g i mean <laughs> it's ali g dude i grew up in a neighborhood with a bunch of guys that were like you know american versions of ali g you know? <laughs> yeah that's true and uh yeah. and, and then <laughs> i'm not saying anything mean about those guys because i love those guys like brothers you know i still talk to those guys those guys are cool as shit yeah but those guys it, were Idiot. <laughs> uh, what? No, no, I mean, guys. not your guys in particular. Yeah, that, not what do you mean, guys, you dude. guys? That you know. What about you guys? What do you mean? What about you guys? How do we go off on this tangent? Sorry, yeah. okay. I said I didn't. Right, he did. He did derail hard. us. He right, guys, done talking. <laughs> fucking Gary. Um. All right, all right guys. So, so before uh, yeah. we go to before we go to number two, I want to just uh, let, <laughs> let everybody know that we have a Patreon now, and uh, we've been do- doing pretty well with Patreon subscribers. We just had um, some more people sign up this week and uh just everybody's been totally generous and that's awesome and if uh you sign up and you pledge to subscribe a minimum of one dollar per month you'll gain access to our after hours podcast which we record right after this one um also if you can't afford to do after hours um you can always uh look us up on itunes and give us a good review so if you could do that, that would that would help us greatly, and we would appreciate it. So uh, number two is. Well, uh, can I say? So can I go off on the tangent just for a second? Um, uh, no, I was actually going to do number two. Well, why would you? I was going to say me off all rude because like if that, you dude? do sign up for the Patreon, <laughs> you guys are eligible to enter in to the uh, yes. inaugural Punk Rock Libertarians Fantasy Sports Ball League. Oh yeah, and uh, all you have to do ball. is minimum a dollar, and you guys get in. And uh, cutoff's going to be on the twenty eighth, I think, or is what, this Wednesday. So this is your last chance. So if you've been putting it off, we already have. I think we have a total of like two or th- two to four because um, it can only be even. So if uh, two people sign up, well, I'll probably close the league off. But if uh, we get a push, I'll I'll keep it open to fourteen. But uh, is right, the league for football sports, sports yeah, ball, football, yes. fantasy football, I love fantasy football sport. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I just wanted to drop that and uh, let you guys know the cuff is the twenty eighth. So. Uh, just uh you know yeah let us know all right so sorry matt sorry to cut you off oh no it's okay dude i respect you you just have cock written down that was the best psych (laughs) we love you phil especially jared he always requests that you sit next to him every week yeah yeah dude keep it warm (laughs) i can move around now if we get all these good chairs i can finally leave this corner i can go over back over to that side we like you stationary (laughs) yeah we we, we like you right there dude so we like you in there like when your fat ass is just getting in the way of everybody like leaving to go to the bathroom and stuff yeah Uh, that's charming yeah (laughs) no i'm just fucking with you so um okay so yeah so yeah number two is uh david coke died this week so he he died uh, a couple days ago i believe was it yesterday 
Uh, who's got the, the, who's got the ducks? I think yeah. it was a couple days ago. Yeah, Friday yeah. or Saturday or something. Or I think maybe like Friday or Thursday. Or yeah, Wednesday. So <laughs> <laughs> it's so been the last three or days. Or next so it, it, It's not only a week ago. This was a f- quite a few days ago. So um, It's on the interwebs. You can look it up. Right. I mean, I, that's kind of besides the point. Uh, what is he? He was 79 years old. Yeah, yeah, 79 years old. He actually ran as the vice presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party in 1980. So you're talking about a man that was, uh, you know, a supporter of equal rights for gay people in 1980. You're talking about a man who was uh, in favor of uh, not only drug legalization, but uh, he threw a lot of money at prison reform because he didn't like victimless you know, people, uh, victimless criminals, uh, you know, criminals um, spending time in uh, prison, you know. So he, he actually he did a lot of cool things. People didn't like that he was fiscally conservative, you know, but he spent his money uh, generously and he threw it at uh, good causes, you know, um, even up, up until recent years. Um, you know, you guys were making fun of Beltway Libertarians, but uh, I believe he's uh, contributed heavily to Cato and Reason. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've also heard uh, the Free State Project, you know, amongst amongst many other, I think, cool things. So, uh, yeah, it's it's like it's kind of fucked up how um, his, his death was celebrated when he actually did a lot of really cool things. Didn't Bill Maher say something? He was uh-huh. like, I yeah. hope he, hope he suffered. Yeah, or something painful, like yeah. Fuck Bill Maher. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know who David Koch is, but I mean, whatever. You know, just a, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not like even I'm not entirely sure the why the left hates him so much. I mean, from what well, I gather, I they're mean, upset. It's just because he had a lot of money, from what I gather. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's well, the only other thing I've seen is that he was sort of a um, he was an opponent of sort of like climate change measures and fought yeah, against certain climate change measures. He also fought against, uh, I guess, like universal health care. Um, but I mean, it's like okay, fine. You disagree with him on those things, and he spent his money fighting against those things that you that you want or whatever. Yeah. I mean, look, and I've seen him compared with McCain. How like everyone celebrated McCain's death, but here's the thing: McCain was literally responsible for the deaths of like millions of people, yeah, or thousands of people. Yeah, right. I feel like I feel like the same people that are like, "Whoa, don't make fun of John McCain," are like celebrating David Koch's death. Like some of them, you know. Possibly. Whereas, uh, whereas you know, John McCain was like a huge warmonger responsible yeah. for a bunch of needless death, and uh, David Koch was quite the opposite. You know, um, um, also with uh, supporting uh, prison reform, he was also against our reckless foreign policy. That you know, the fo- that's the foreign policy that John. McCain McCain endorsed his whole career in politics. Yeah. Right. I, and I saw uh, immediately you go through the comment section of any like major corporate uh, publication about it. Uh, in the Washington Post's comment section, it was just people saying, I'm glad he's dead. Good. Let's hope he has a, uh, has a speedy reunion with his brother. Uh, and, you know, with and it's just it's just like, you know, whatever. Yeah, man. Yeah, you can, didn't like Ron Perlman say that? Yeah, Ron Perlman yeah, said that. But people were like echoing that, that same thing. Uh, Hellboy said what? Yeah, he said he hopes he has a speedy recovery with his or a reunion with his brother. What? So, because his brother Charles is also like with him, like they're very. Um, Dude, his brother Charles was just on like the Tim Ferriss podcast. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know that. He was, and you know, a lot of people. He's their boogeyman. He's the leftist boogeyman. Like, yeah, yeah. he's like what? What? He's the, what, the George Soros, what, right? Yeah. The exactly. George Soros. And people were, and so I yeah. just made a simple. I said, I will hope you all remember this comment section. The things being said in this comment section. 
when you hear people saying the same things when George Soros dies. I said, and that's all I said. I said, I hope yeah. you guys remember this. And they, I mean, I got like 20 replies saying, fuck you. You know, he's a scumbag. He did irreparable damage and, uh, for, with climate change and preventing people from researching climate change. And he's this and that. What did he actually do, though, to prevent I know, I don't clim- know. researching I, I, climate change? I left change. it alone. I left it alone because I wasn't going to get back and forth with these fucking idiots. Yeah, why and bother? Were, I, just, I just throw it out there in the ethosphere yeah, and let anyone casting that. pearls before swine. Yeah, I mean, I resisted getting into... Like, I don't, honestly didn't know that much about right. the Koch brothers. I, I can't say enough to defend I them to one like way or another. One, I'd actually think I listened to another uh, Tim Ferriss podcast that had one of the brothers on it. And I just found it really interesting. And, you know, prior to that, I had heard, you know, all the evil stories about them, blah, 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 blah. Evil Koch brothers. And I was like, I don't know. They just seem like pretty cool guys. Like, now there's- well, But I don't know enough to, like, vigorously defend their record or... Whatever, so I just kind of stayed away from it. But I just looked at it like, I mean, did they do anything that was so bad that you're going to celebrate their deaths? I mean, like, if Bernie Sanders dies, I'm not going to be, like, celebrating his death, you know? Like, yeah, I, like, vigorously disagree with the man. But, like, I don't see him as, like, cause, you know, I don't see him as deserving, like, a a celebration of his death. I'll be like, well, it, it... you know, at most I might say, "Well, I'm glad he's not going to be able to like implement socialism." But, right? You know, yeah, I, I, like I'll take pleasure in people like McCain or people like evil people like um, when um, not uh, dictators, what's, yeah, or, Hugo Chavez yeah. and people like that. Castro, when, yeah, right. When they die, I take I'm like good, glad, like death to tyrants. Like we haven't you. had that in a while. I think we're due. I think our foreign right. policy is due for a good like takedown of someone but people who back think like get tanks that, uh, yeah, and make money that mindset right like people who back think tanks and and, and donate money like when source dies I'm, I'm not gonna shed a tear but at the same time i'm not gonna be like good he deserved to die he ruined this country and blah 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 and that's what also people are saying prove to me with links they said send me the links and the claims you have of all the good things he has done and all Did the bad things george Sor- george soros has done He's like, because you can't do that. And I'm like, ew, I'm not wasting my time on you, you fucking loser. You're not going to change your mind. You're just. Yeah. So I. I, yeah, I you can just go ahead and Google that stuff. Right. Yourself, yeah. That's, you know, that's do that yourself, bro. Like, and it was just so it was it was crazy how like vehemently nasty it was. Mm-hmm. And it made a good point. It was a good point. This is what we were talking about. Uh, Mike Heiss was actually talking about this. He said, now, I hope that the, the people who in the libertarian circles who are who were funded by coke like cato and all this realize that all this time you've spent catering to these leftists and trying to bring them in as allies understand that this is who they are they just showed themselves who they are yeah, when yeah, yeah. one of your guys dies and here they are you spent all this time trying to bring in these people and trying to get Try, coke and stop, whatever yeah you in, stop recruiting right and this is who you brought who you're trying to bring in Fucking do you really want this and it's 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 a it's a reminder. It's like stop wasting your time and start going to your base and stop wasting your time trying to yeah. go out there and try to bring in these leftists and social justice warriors. Sometimes you just gotta like you gotta no, know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Okay. Fucker. I, okay. I, I, I okay. agree to so, a certain extent. I know right. what you're gonna say, but no, I'm yeah, gonna go say something like so. For instance, like Jared, Jared, Jared felt Barry in in 2008. You know, it's. Um, you know, so Jared came from the left, dude. So it's like, I'm not all like, fuck these leftists, dude. Like, I mean, I, I think people can come from the left or the right. And I'll remind you that there are some th- people on the right that are always like, you know, support these unjust wars. You know, there's a lot of warmongers of on course. the right. You of know, course. Yeah, but so, the thing is, there's one thing to 
So there, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with both of you in in different ways with what you're saying, Matt. Jared, don't try to kick the ladder that got you here out from under others. I'm not. That's what I what I'm what I was what I'm going to say though is what, <laughs> what? <laughs> I I you know I liked that you didn't just like close yourself off to talking to me about it because you were one of the people who started talking to me about libertarianism. I had a a roommate who who was a libertarian, um, but he would kind of casually talk about it with me. We never got too deep into it. Um, but then, yeah, when, when I started working with you, Matt, you talked to me about it, but you didn't, you didn't sacrifice your principles in the process. You didn't, right. you didn't ostracize anybody else. You just told me like, Hey, this is, here's this Ron Paul guy. Here's what he believes. And then I was like, Oh, let me go. Let me go check out this guy. Let me go read some human action. Let me, so yeah, I mean, we should be reaching out to anybody, any person that has a brain that can think. Uh, should be reached out to, but it doesn't mean, you know, cucking yourself. You know, it doesn't yeah, mean. I'm just saying we don't need to like only recruit from the Proud Boys either. Well, no, <laughs> I, I'm saying recruit from the entire world. Yeah, but, exactly. But just do it by being a principled libertarian, not like shitting on Ron Paul and that's and that's and what like I'm, that was Mike virtue signaling. Yeah, I don't want to miss. I don't want to misspeak yeah. for for Mike what he was saying. He was saying that like stop ostracizing people who are into Mises and Ron Paul, and, and while you're sitting there trying to get these kids who are pro, who are walking out is to protest gun, gun violence and trying to get people's guns taken away. And, you know, stop trying to cater to them. And how about you start trying to cater to your base, not trying to recruit well, like I mean, right wing people. Like, like I don't want well, yeah. I don't want neocons in this in our mix. Like, like if you want. To talk to the people who are going out and and marching against guns or whatever. You need to talk to them and say, "Look, what you're doing is wrong, and here's why." But that's you know? not what Nick did. Nick, exactly. Nick made a post saying, "We welcome, we hear you, we hear you, and right. we welcome you guys to our. If you guys want to come see us and come see what we're about, and that's what's bullshit. It's like stop doing that. Reach yeah. out. Just be print. If you're principled, people will find you. People will wake up. People will come across yeah. it. And and I'm not saying like shut people off. I'm just saying like stop wasting your time trying to get people who are already in the other trenches. Yeah. Start working with people who are behind your trenches who might might not know about there's a fight going on you know what i mean like yeah. uh, maybe a bad analogy but i, I just you, you can't waste your time with these crazy sjw's because y you know you gotta be principled and if you're principled enough and you have a party that represents these principles they'll find you you can have a good resource something to fall back on and say hey look i, mean, I might be a good messenger for it but you can check out the lp.com or you could check out mises.com uh, i mean i don't know I, I think the they'll find you attitude is why the libertarian party got three percent in the last election <laughs> it's like no you know, that's I because they pushed they, they refused to take a stand and be principled well, I don't think it's I don't think it's a come find me thing. I think it's a I mean there's obviously different tactics like we've talked about, but I mean Ron Paul didn't take a come find me approach. He said, "All right, I'm going to run for president and then I'm going to shout my message out to the world and then, you know, the message is out there." He talked about that in the speech that but, he gave. But he's but he, you know, he's not compromising. He's not catering the message in a particular way. He's not like well, I don't want to say too much about drugs because then, like, the conservatives won't vote for me. And he's not like, I won't say too much about, um, I don't know, fiscal conservatism because the left, like, he just said what he said. Yeah. And then people either bought it or didn't buy it. Dude, you know? he had, he had, he literally talked about this in his speech and he said, I was very lonely at times because I wouldn't, I'm not going to preach to everyone. He just, he said that, um, 
you know, th- that like one time he was talking about he they, every year that they wanted Congress wanted to approve this commemorative gold coin to some special person like Mother Teresa. Or something, and it was like thirty five thousand dollars. And he said it would always be the one person voting no on it, saying, no, I'm not going to do that because it's a waste of money. And one time it came with like this Catholic bishop or something like Bishop O'Brien or something, they were going to give him a coin. He voted no on it. And so people were calling, like news reporters, like New York Times or New York Post or whatever, called his office and was like, why is Ron Paul doing this? Does he hate Catholics? And he, <laughs> and he was like, they were like, no, he's just principled. And that's what the, that's what his people were telling the news report. And they would just hang, hang up the phone. They're like, oh, there's no story there then. And then we'd leave it alone. Because he was principled enough and it wasn't like outlandishly like hate Catholics so they didn't want to do a story on it. Because and he, he had, he said and he had that, a record of doing the same thing so they could just look at his press yeah, voting record and, and be like, was, oh, he just votes against like right. coins every time. So he said that, it was, it was a pretty funny anecdote he said in the speech. He said, he said, you know what I did though? One time he said, I went and I got down, I pulled out $100 and said, how about this? How about we don't use taxpayer money? We all chip in $100 and let's just do that right now. We'll all chip in $100 to make this coin for this person. And he was the only person oh, yeah. who pulled out $100. <laughs> and he said no one else. He said they only wanted to do it when it was other people's money. But it was their own money. None of, no one oh, came dude, forward and yeah, do yeah. it. So, like, and then everyone, you know, they got a huge laugh from the crowd. And it was awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I, that, that's where I think if you're principled and you just stand, be that last beacon of, like, almost like a, a lighthouse out there, some people will see it, man. And I think that's what you, you can't be compromising. I, you could do a better job than, yeah, you, can't, yeah. you know, but I, I don't know. I feel like being principled and just being consistent is all you can do. Um, so are we ready to move on to the sure. third topic? I believe third topic. Yeah. Okay, so the next one I think was was pretty funny. There was um, there was this dude. A lot of the people listening are probably in the Punk Rock Libertarians group on Facebook. That was actually the first incarnation of Punk Rock Libertarians back in two thousand nine. I think we've got like five six thousand people in there now at this point. Kind of a big deal. And uh, yeah, another thing on Facebook, um, our Punk Rock Libertarians podcast page, which was just started back in October. October, um, we just hit 5,000 people. I think I looked yesterday and we were up to like 5,200. So, uh, yeah, thanks for the support over there. Thanks for, you know, checking us out and, uh, you know, telling your friends about us because Facebook deleted our 193,000 person page that we operated for like nine years. Um, so anyways, this week on Facebook, you know, in, in the, the group, we've had we've had some trials in the group. We recently had the group had <laughs> to make relations as well. Yeah, we recently had to make the group a closed group because, um, you know, too many trolls were coming in. And by troll, I mean a person that really doesn't care about punk rock or libertarianism one or the other or both and they're just in there to just like post yeah start shit up the pot start shit up possibly uh report people we've had we've had people including myself get thrown in facebook jail for stupid shit in the group who the fuck reports memes what kind of person are you yeah. So um, at any rate, there was this dude. He was he was sharing uh, a lot of articles about like Nazis, and he kept trashing Nazis. And he was doing it to the point where it's like you just got the feeling like he was just trying to call everybody in there a Nazi. So yeah. then uh, you know, I, I was talking to Jared the other night, and uh, like I was like high off my ass. Jared, Jared was Jared was drunk off my uh, off my ass off his ass. And, uh, I was taking shots wait. off of my, <laughs> that's ass. Whoa, yeah. What was going on? We were doing body shots. It was like a nice yeah. loose <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Ice luge. Yeah. So at any rate. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Jer- Jared was getting uh, pretty triggered by this dude. So I was like, I've been talking to Jared recently, man. I'm like, Jared, you were blessed with the Jew card. Use it, you know. And you got to work that Jew card. And then uh, the other night when Jared was drunk, he actually took my advice, and I think it, it worked That's out. The only time I take your it worked, advice. It worked out fucking awesome, though, didn't it? Yeah. Well, I just posted. I was like. I was like, uh, I don't necessarily want to say the guy's name on the podcast, but... Do it. <laughs> Do it. Let me just say, we'll call him Gerald. I was like, Gerald. <laughs> Gerald, stop posting all your Nazi shit in the group. Or what, what you said, said you're a Jew. You said, like, I'm I'm a Jew. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, Gerald, I'm a, I'm, Jew. I'm a Jew. I'd appreciate it if you stopped posting all your Nazi... All, posting all your Nazi shit in my group every day. Thanks. And I tagged him in it. And then, like, he re- responded, and he was basically like, um, he, he was basically like, he was like, Matt, Ma- Bergman, he was like Matt Bergman, can I get a second opinion? A second opinion. And then I commented, I, I said, I think when you call everyone Nazi, you're diminishing You're, you're making light of the Holocaust. Yeah. And By the then, way, the word we were looking for was diminish, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I, mean, I thought <laughs> making light of worked. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so it just turned into to this uh, big thread, you know, because he was trying to, you know, call everybody that disagrees with him a Nazi. But to his it, credit. It, it seemed like. I don't know. So the guy's but, credit, he was right after that. A few comments down, he was like, all right, it's your guys' group. I'll stop doing it. And yeah, he sort I of, mean, like, agreed. You know, he yeah, was like, fine. Yeah, he, he does, in retrospect, seem like a really nice guy. But, uh, I mean, it was cool, though, because we, we got to flex uh, Jared's two card. So. Also, I also drew out some actual, like, anti-Semites. Right, Like, one yeah. guy, like, called me, like... Uh, <laughs> Said something about like, oh, your phenotype doesn't look like. Yeah, he's like, typical. it's like it was funny. Like, you don't look Jewish, basically, but like in a weird like, <laughs> like baseball, almost like real Nazi way, where it's like where they took like the head. Yeah, there were some shit. fucked up comments, and then it, there was like, some and, then he, and then he called me Shlomo, and I was like, all right, well, this guy's yeah, you're gone. He gone. <laughs> <Shlomo>? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. a it's like a alt right like term for like Jews. I never heard that. Yeah. This, yeah, uh, like, this like, Gerald guy sounds like and then, like he sounds like the type of person that would like own a curves. He has dreadlocks. <laughs> no, he's got he's got like dreadlocks and he looks like a big old hippie. Yeah, I mean yeah. In, in, retros- kinda, in retrospect, Jared and I agree that he seems like a nice enough bro. Yeah, you know? and then yeah. uh, we let him stick around because he was he was very polite. You know, um, when, once yeah. we got to talking, yeah. conversation. But, uh, that's what you know. Hey, yeah, exactly. And I, I think com- that's like the conversations are the great thing about the group. You know, we go through trials and tribulations here and there with trolls. You know. But uh, you know, overall, a it, really it's good, a fun time. There are, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. There's oh, a but lot you of did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, go ahead, Dave. I was just gonna say one thing. I really do appreciate about your group there when I do go on Facebook, which is is not all the time. But when it, I do, when you stray from the the Bernie Sanders. Um, Anal orgy group that you're in? No, no, no. I watch those on YouTube. <laughs> okay, so thank you. Straight from NPR. Anyway, yeah, I'm just fucking with you. Hey, man, this American Life's a great program. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Um, I gotta say, though, you guys got some strong gift game and strong uh, meme yeah. game. My gift, say, the gift reactions in there. I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. You know I love I mean? gifts as reactions. Find these things, man. I mean, this there's, is this is like the top of the game as far as gift. There's like a go. gift keyboard where you basically can search. No, 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 anything. no, no, no. I know that. Oh. <laughs> I fucking know that. Oh, sorry, okay? dude. I didn't. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying the curation of these gifts yeah. and the application is yep. just yeah. a plus. Guys. I take pride in mine. A yeah. fucking 
plus. Appreciate I love my it. gift reacts. The best one is uh, I forget what show it's from. It's from some old MTV show around the, like 2000, but it was had like this this little black boy. He's always screaming, "That's racist!" And it's it's yeah. the best one. I always I just I used it like three times on that post when everyone yeah. that dude came out and said it's called you slow mo. Yeah. Like, I was like, "That's racist." Okay, so my favorite one is Samwell. He works out so great for so many posts. Like if somebody's posting about like UFC and you post like a Samwell gift. Like the what what in the butt? The, yeah, the what what in the yeah. butt guy. That, that's like my favorite gift. I post that on like. Wait, why does that have to do with UFC? <laughs> no, because it's like uh, UFC <laughs> might be a little gay. I'm saying. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I know, I, or like or like <laughs> football or like, football. But I mean, it's like it, it really <laughs> yeah. works out for for anything. I, I think it's just hilarious. And I don't I, know, dude. I, I love I love Samwell, dude. No, I love Samwell. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sharing the Samwell love. Okay. Yeah. If you say so, dude. I am, I like the dude. D's nuts guy. Got him. Yeah, got him. Yeah. That's, he's a good one. <laughs> yeah, or just so, like the confused black eye one with like the question. Like yeah. the actual gif one like, when the question what? marks pop up. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was going to respond to like the one guy. He had a bunch of like typical jokes, like stereotypical jokes. Oh yeah, the the one about like walking past the oven. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I was like, like I was, I was like, like, I don't know, these are funny. I'm gonna, I'll leave them. <laughs> and there was here. one, like, <laughs> there was one like, uh, he's like uh, something about like not spending their bar mitzvah money or something like, or yeah, yeah. save their bar mitzvah money to buy their house. And I'm like, I was gonna like, well, Jared did just buy a house, like, yeah, <laughs> well, well he, but then he wrote like bar mitzvah with like a b a h, and I just said. I just wrote bar. Like, yeah, bar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They were like, I don't know. I was like, eh, these are kind of funny, but I don't know. Like, let's let Jared decide. <laughs> uh, whatever. I mean, Jew jokes are fine. Yeah. But if you're like just saying legit yeah, anti-Semitic like, shit, yeah, like, yeah. Like, all right, it's time to go. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, so I, I think uh, this is a good place to cut it and head on over to After Hours. Oh, uh, yeah. We also have t-shirts over at libertariancountry.com. And if you type in the code PRL or the code PRL podcast, you'll receive a 10% discount. Until next time, live free or die. Bam! That is shed Treachery the flags And the tax bombs in red Poisons by a few At the expense of the many Soldiers and cards And the machine You can't justify killing By economic gain For God, country And democracy You can't put freedom In dead point In a fine land You support the troops Then bring them home I believe the joke We'll do the best for you And I believe that we have the power, have the power. I hate the state, and I know I'm a slave. We can make a break, break the power, break the power. Society of individuals, nothing more than not interference with natural rights. With a virtuous person fully comprehends the non-aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes obsolete.